All right, Blue. No cuts. <laughs> no cuts. No skips. I'm not editing. We're posting this live. Okay? I need to get back to dying in Elden Ring. <laughs> Urgently. Can you do that without the Wi-Fi? Yeah, I can do that without Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's we- even easier to die without Wi-Fi because there's no one helping me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, we are again without wi- Wi-Fi. Thank you, Spectrum. Thank you. No. Yes. Thank you, Spectrum. It's the second time in a week that we've been out without Wi-Fi. And like the fourth time this month. Yeah. So that's interesting. Make conclusions as you will. Yeah. We will do our best. Okay. No cuts, no butts, no coconuts in this episode. Yeah. Except I'm going to cut that phrase out. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) And welcome back to Reading Held Hostage. My name's Blue. I love to read. Hey, my name's Justin, and Blue almost forgot that time. No. This one might be a smidge long, because we're going to finish up the book today, um, and we have nine chapters. We've been getting through, like, seven. What? What did I just tell you? What did I say? i am got to get back to dying in Elden Ring. Okay, so maybe not that quick, not that long is English. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. Are you ready? Tell me what happened last time. They were doing the Hunger Games. Come on. We they were literally fighting. just listened to the last three seconds. I wasn't both. paying attention. Oh my god, dude. Tell me about it. Um, uh, Peta got bad leg. Yep. Bad goo leg. Goo leg. Um, and uh, the people said they got shit for him. Yeah. And she fucking KO'd Peta with some sleep syrup. Hell yeah. So Peta's conked in the cave. Katniss is gonna go get the medicine or whatever it is at the cornucopia that's where we're at right now it's what? a gun <laughs> <laughs> bang <laughs> it's something everybody desperately needs a gun bang bang and this i will say because so i already have read all of them i really like i re-listened to all of them and i i've already finished mockingjay i'm not going to read the prequel that she wrote because I don't know. I, guess, I think it's just like a snobby opinion that I have that if you didn't write it in the first set of books and it's not a... Like, I'm not going to read a prequel or... A, prequels are dumb. Yeah. Unless it's like super part of the story. Like, like Tarzan the prequel. What? What's Tarzan what? the prequel? The f- second Tarzan movie? What? There's a second Tarzan movie where he's a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? But, like, yeah, like, this stuff where, um... Like, it's about President Snow. I don't want to learn about President Snow. Where, what, J.K. Rowling was like, mm, Dumbledore's gay now. Yeah, it's like, well, you... It's like, well, you didn't put that you in. You didn't write you that. You didn't, like, even have yeah. that in mind. Although I will say for Susan Collins, Suzanne Collins... She's I, not a bigot. She's not a bigot, and it probably is a really good book. Yeah, I yeah. just don't feel like I want to read it. Yeah. Like, it's like Midnight Sun, where it's like all of edward's thoughts i'm like that mm. literally sounds awful i don't want to hear yeah. that why was that the book idea for oh, like because yeah. people have told you to read it because it's good but i've heard how? really good things about it how though he's the worst character the worst. in twilight it just sheds some light on his internal thinking and that's i don't really want to learn more about president snow mm-hmm. oh i hit the mic um what did i say <laughs> okay chapter 21 She's knocked out Peta already. That was in chapter 20. And well, Not a cool move. No, not a cool move. Yeah, you don't really do that to your friends. You, I mean, your friends, your love. You're, he, she is trying to save his life, but still, that's like, no. Yeah. You don't roofie someone to stop them from 
drive drunk driving you know <laughs> you don't headbutt them knock them out to stop you take their keys yeah and they can deal with it um but she spent some time like camouflaging the cave she's like wow i did a really fucking shitty job but at least like it's okay it, for it's now not, yeah. <laughs> i don't know sometimes you move shit in the woods and it's more obvious yeah and that's what she's like it really kind of looks like a human did this but like theoretically everybody else should be at the cornucopia with her mm-hmm. She's like, if I don't come back, he's going to die. I wouldn't be. This would be the perfect time to hunt. But you don't know where anyone is. Like, the cornucopia is, like, fucking... Oh, that's what I was going to say. Sorry. This book... Okay, I don't know how we got so off track, and when we really listen to this, it's going to be funny to see how we got so off track, because I started this. Basically, I was going to say that these next couple of chapters, if you're somebody who watches the movies a lot, this differs a lot. Yeah, on repeat, baby... Well, my mom, she, she was listening to the podcast. She was like, Justin's right. And I was like, no, mom, he's only seen the movies. I'm reading the book. And she was like, well, I agree with Justin. He's right like, in the. He's right about the movie, bitch. And I hope she hears this and goes, well, he was right. Because I'm sure that's what she said. But like the next bits of this are very differing. Hey, Jamie, put the phone down. <laughs> down. She doesn't listen on her phone. She doesn't know how. No, no, no. She's, she's going to call you when she hears this. Oh, yeah. Mom, tell, don't yeah. call me. You'll come over and do the True Crime podcast I'm planning to do with you. Okay. What was I saying? That if she doesn't get back, he's straight up going to die. Like, he's going to die. Yeah. Um, She, like, does some chores, like, you know, cooking, eating, getting water. She knows, and she, like, runs through what she knows, that Cato and Clove, who are from District 2, Mm -hmm. are alive. So they're the only other pair that can make it out alive. Thresh is going to be there, and Foxface, and that's the only people alive. How cool would it be though if like you threw a musket in, into the game into the game <laughs> with like bet. five shots? That would be funny. Oh, although Katniss would probably they because the other tributes like the careers don't train with guns probably. Yeah, um, they don't have a need to. Like the peacekeepers are probably the only people that train guns. Which I learned about the peacekeepers, but we'll hear about oh, yeah. it in Mockingjay. Um, she gets some sleep preparing for the dawn and wondering how, like, the people in District 12 are reacting to them being so close. She worries about Gale and how he's perceiving all this kissing. She's getting cold, but it's time to go. Ew. And she moves fast, but doesn't see signs of any of the other tributes. Yeah. She arrives at the cornucopia, which this is the first thing that I don't think I've mentioned that is really different from the movies, is the mm. cornucopia is, like, gold. And in the movies, it's Instead like that of a weird, weird, like silver box. Like, but it's like straight up so like a many gold angles. cornucopia. Yeah. yeah, it's not like that weird. Like I feel like it's like HGTV cornucopia. Yeah. In the Someone whitewashed the cornucopia. Literally, um, there's nothing there. But then, like you know, the ground splits, tables come up, and just as the ground closes and clicks back into place, somebody darts from the cornucopia, like yeah. from inside, and it's Fox Face, and she grabs her bag and she's gone. Good, yeah. Fucking, and Katniss is furious. She didn't think of that. But now she knows she has to go right now. Yeah. Or somebody's going to go in and grab the bags. That was a great idea. She should have just grabbed all the bags. That's what I would have done. I know, but I think Foxes was like in and out. In and out. She, Katniss is sprinting, and don't forget she's very, very fast. Oh, she's so fucking fast. She's so fucking fast. But she's not faster than a knife. (laughs) And the first one misses her. And Katniss shoots an arrow that hits Clove in the left arm. And Clove rips it out of her arm while Katniss grabs the backpack. Ooh, and don't then, do that. I know. People always be ripping shit out. Like, don't do that. Just Especially leave it there. Especially your left arm. Left um, shoulder arm. Left area. shoulder? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you You've have... hit some important things there. 
You got big fucking veins through there. Except for Clove's still really fucking powerful because she basically almost kills Katniss in this scene. Her arm would be... She could not lift her arm. Unless after I a hit, shot like, right here. There. Right there. I'm pointing like the That would be people. through her lungs. Your lungs are not all the way up here. I fucking simply don't believe you. <laughs> your lungs are pretty high. I don't believe you. Everybody, listeners, let me know where you think your lungs where are. Where your lungs at? <laughs> where lungs be? And why we're, we're talking about this, let's argue about the stomach again. Yeah, where do you think your stomach begins? Because yeah. Bottom Justin's of the wrong. rib cage. Anyways. If you trace the outline of the rib cage down. Under your boobs is your stomach. No, not if it includes rib cage. Under your boob is your stomach. No. Okay. If it's if it has rib cage, it's your ribs. I'm done arguing with you. Um, a second knife, like gashes her above her eye, but misses like stabbing her. But mm-hmm. it opens like a pretty significant wound above her eye. So, That's the best place to cut someone, though. Yeah, so she's like yeah, yeah. can't see pretty much. She shoots and misses another arrow. Clove tackles her and starts taunting. She's like, "How's Peta? How's Loverboy? Is he almost dead? What about Rue?" And like just like being total dick. Mm-hmm. And Clove's got her pinned, like, What good. an asshole. I know, totally. <laughs> and Clove's got her, like, pinned really good with, like, her legs trapping her arms and her mm-hmm. other, her dominant arm. Like, it doesn't say that she's moving her left, so I won't mm-hmm. go there. But she, like, makes, like, another shitty... She's like, I'm gonna torture you. What am I gonna cut off first? Like, she's, like, getting, like, into psycho it. into it. Yeah. She makes a shitty comment about Rue's death. And Clove goes, I'm gonna cut your lips off. And right before she can... She starts screaming because she's lifted off of Katniss. She's fucking screaming and Thresh is holding her like a fucking doll. <laughs> I love and it. again, he's huge. And Katniss is like, how does it look like he has gained weight in the arena? Yeah. She's, uh, he's like Loki with the Hulk. Grabs yeah. her by the leg. <laughs> do, 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 do. Well, I mean, he starts screaming, Clove, like, what did you do to that little girl? Did you cut her up? And like, Clove's like, no, Kato, Kato. But nothing happens. And then... Dress just fucking caves her skull in with a rock. Hell yeah. And she doesn't die right away, but Katniss can see the indent of <laughs> of her skull fracture. Which is, I know that sounds like, but like that is a significant skull fracture. Oh yeah. An indent is different than like a regular fracture. The fact that he hit her so hard that her skull shattered Caved. inwardly yeah. so hard is... There's no coming back from that. No. And she doesn't. Do you know that heads, like, you you can say conscious after decapitation? I did know that. Yeah. They did a whole thing in France when they were Doing really... Stuff. Yeah. Well, and chickens were, can stay conscious for a significant amount of time. Well, after. their bodies do. Yeah. Because they have, like, weird prey reflexes. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they had um, someone... Like, they cut someone's head off, and the scientists had them blink until they couldn't anymore. And it was, like, 30 seconds. Why would you agree to that? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they were like, hey, yo, I know you're gonna fucking die, but, like, listen. (laughs) Let me... Listen. (sighs) Then, like, they were dead, and they were like, blink, and he... he, The dude probably could have kept... I'm assuming it's a dude. Could have kept blinking and was like, fuck you and your stupid science. I can't believe I'm doing this. But also, that's just after motor function loss. Yeah. Who knows what the... Okay, yeah. <laughs> we can't keep talking about this, because that'll freak okay. people out. Anyways, um, he turns the rock on Katniss, and he says, What did you, did you do to that little girl? And she's like, No, no, like, Rue and I are friends. Like, we were good friends. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, she, and he's like, 
okay, she goes, please just kill me quickly. Like, don't. She's fucking giving up, which is yeah. like. Give me, a, give me a big old bonk. She says, just do it quickly. And yeah. he's like, I'm giving you this one for the little girl, which. He doesn't know she's not lying. No, but he trusts her. Shouldn't. Shouldn't. No, but We're, I just, I think this is a death sweet ring. movement. Or yeah. mo- moment. Anyway, Kato starts screaming for Clove. They can tell he's getting close, so they both leave. And Thresh takes Kato's bag and his, and Katniss gets hers and leaves. And then the cannon fires and Clove is dead. Okay. And she has a pretty good flow of blood from her wound. And by the time she gets back to the cave, she's, like, soaked some of her clothes. Those are bleeders, too. Yeah. On your face. Yeah. Especially above the eyebrow. Like, and she, you know, gives Peta the syringe of medicine and then she passes out. Nap time. (laughs) It's a lot of blood loss. (laughs) Um, Chapter 22. When she wakes up, there's a serious storm happening. Happening. There's a serious storm happening? Happening. And she tries to pretend that she's at home. But, you know, obviously she's not home. Peto basically has woken her up. She's in the cave. And he is like, I have no clue how how long you were out. But when I woke up, I found you in an alarmingly large pool of blood. Not fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, yeah, also I ate all the food we have. And, um... Hungy. Hungy, He's like, I'm feeling better. But there's a crazy thunderstorm. And, you know, he's like, I wonder who the target is. Because everything in the arena has a target. Mm -hmm. And she's immediately like, it's Kato and Thresh. Yeah. It's, they're next. And Peta's like, glad that she didn't run into them. And she's like, well, I did. She's like, I fucking did. <laughs> I did. And explains that to him. And Peter's like, why did he let you go? Like, you guys don't owe each other anything. And she kind of gets like really, um, she's on a big high horse here because she's like, you're not from the seam. You wouldn't get it. How us poor folks like have like this bond of owing each other. You're from like basically different countries. Literally. Like you guys and like the whatever they're called. It doesn't match. They don't, they don't talk at all so no. the cultures could be a thousand percent and they different. are yeah but it's just funny and Peter's like fine don't even try to explain it because she, she's like I'm, you wouldn't get it and she's like fucking fine don't explain it to me like i guess yeah. i wouldn't which you know she's like it's how i'll never stop owing you for the bread and he's like that's literally fucking dumb yeah <laughs> And she's like, why did you even give that bread to me? And he's like, you know why, but... I saw a starving person <laughs> and had any amount of compassion. Well, also, he's like, you know why. Um, and Hamish was right, you would take a lot of convincing. Mm-hmm. Indicating that he, his story about being in love with her is genuine and true. Mm-hmm. And that she's a fucking moron. Yeah. But she's 16. I'm gonna... She's 16. She's a And a dumbass. And you can be she, both. Both things, yeah. She's not taking a lot of social skill classes. Mm-hmm. Um, she becomes instantly upset about the thought of Thresh getting killed, but, like, tries not to show off her emotions. She's like, if these sponsors keep seeing me crying over other other oh, yeah. people, they're gonna get freaked out. You know, so this is kind of a boring chapter. They take a nap, the rain comes down, they eat their food, they start talking about where they think Thresh is hiding, and Peta's like, there's, on the other side of the arena, there's a bunch of tall grasses, like, huge tall grasses. Yeah. And nobody wanted to go for him in there. And talking about this brings them around how she got, how she knocked him out. 
Yeah, because he has he super has the advantage in tall grass like that. Mm-hmm. Especially as somebody who comes from a district where they like are used to being out and about, yeah, like trees and, and things plants like that. and stuff. Yeah, um, like you know, imagine he's just squatted down and you walk past him, pops up, bam, yeah, smacks you and does. And I mean, he's got something now that he really needed. So either it's a weapon, food, medication, something along those yeah. lines. Crack, probably that heroin. I don't think they have heroin. Mm. They have white liquor and morphling. Not morphine, morphling. That's so dumb. That's so very dumb. But think about how the language would change as you evolve as a species. Yeah, but like... And adding maybe a new pH group to the... To morph... Morphine... I can't... What's the real word? Morphling? Morphine. Morphine would make it go to morphine. You just said morphine twice. More, well, because I didn't want to say more fling. Okay. We're done. We're done. Anyways, um, Pete is like mad about, he's like, they're talking about how she knocked him out. And he's like, don't fucking ever do that again. Yeah, super not cool. And she's like, I would if it meant saving your life. I do get her perspective on this. It doesn't make it less uncool. Mm-hmm. And he's like, seriously, don't. And she's like, I'm gonna, I would if it's meant saving you. And they just kind of go back and forth. And, you know... It kind of ends with her just being like, well, I need you around and giving him a good old fashioned kiss. And that's yeah. like the first real kiss they've had where neither of them were like incapacitated in one way. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's it's everybody's favorite podcast time. Kitty baby boy time. Kitty baby Kitty boy time. Baby toy. No, you can't have that. Hi, handsome. We're not editing this one. So we got to make this kitty. Whoa. Kitty boy time quick. Okay. Come here. Get back to it. Come woman. here. We got to get back to it. You can sit with mama. Okay. Um, they sleep and the next day is just as stormy and they get no food from Hamish and she's worried that she has to start ramping up the romance. Um, so she asks Peter how he fell in love with her and this is when we learn his story. The mic's probably too close. What? Can you bone with gunk leg? Ew, stop. They're not boning. They're 16 babies. Oh. They're babies. Oops. Oops, oops, oops. You can't have that. I forget people are like children, you know. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. when they're doing like murder and war crime, murder domes. Yeah. Which reminds me, I love so much that you called it the murder dome last time. Yeah. That I decided that's what we need to rename the series to murder dome. Yeah. Yeah. Hunger Games, the murder dome. Yeah. Okay, Peter's story. Hungry in the murder dome. <laughs> he was five. They were both five, just starting school, and on the first day, his dad dropped him off and points out. Katniss and he says you see that little girl I wanted to marry her mother but she ran off with a coal miner Peta being just a cute little kid goes why would she do that when she could have had you <laughs> duh cool thing to say to your child well considering that his mom beats the shit out of all of them I can kind of see the camaraderie between the two of them yeah um and she said he says well the coal miner could sing so well that even the birds stopped singing which is sweet and then the same first day, she sings a song for the class, and the birds actually did stop singing, and Peter noticed that. And he says, for the next 11 years, I tried to talk to you, but never could. The thing is, if you make an interesting sound around birds, they shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like They're like, all right, we're done. Yeah, any sound, really. Oh, sippy sip time. Water time. He's not editing my water time. Justin basically wants me to not drink water during this podcast. Yeah, stop. <laughs> stop and fucking... I don't know. Die of thirst. 
dehydrate. Thank you. This, again, makes her kind of realize that he is actually in love with her, which is a surprise, a genuine surprise to her. Because she's like, he mentioned something about how she was wearing a pink bow and like a dress she wore. And he's like, she's like, that's true. That's crazy. That's crazy. So they kiss again and it's a seriously good kiss because they get a basket of food. That contains some serious food. Rolls, goat cheese, apples, and lamb stew. Chocolate strawberries, champagne. <laughs> and she knows that this is what Hamish is saying. He's saying, like, that's what I'm looking for, sweetheart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how to say it and, like, how Hamish would say it. Yeah. Which reminds me, fucking goat cheese sounds so good. I want goat cheese and crackers. <gasps> Maybe I'll have apples and... Oh, I don't have mustard. I'm hungry. Oh, my God. You, you can't publicly announce the fucking apples and mustard shit i feel like we've talked about that before do you want to say it or no i don't want to i don't want to talk about it i like apples and mustard with cheese and crackers not something i eat on the regular and it's nobody nobody try it it's not good if you don't don't try it (laughs) okay chapter 23 they both immediately want to eat it eat this whole meal at once but they're like no we have to ration it they're like no like we really but they ration it and they end up talking about this this is kind of a little bit of a boring little bit and they make some like pointed comments towards Hamish. did you see bruno just then (laughs) that was so cute so they're making these comments towards Hamish, which you know everybody will love because he's been around for fucking 25 years at this point and he's a big drunkard so you know he fell and they blah blah blah. Everybody He's a in the party cabin. boy. Yeah. yeah. And she also realizes at this point that her and Hamish are kind of alike, that they can communicate really well. She can like get a sense of what he wants from her based on what he's like what presents they're getting and stuff. Mm. Then, you know, they kind of wonder they're like, how the hell did Hamish win his games? And almost immediately it becomes clear to Cadness and him that he had to have outsmarted the others. He's not particularly fast. It's not particularly strong. He's also not particularly likable to get, like, enough yeah. thing. So, um, and this is where Katniss takes her very... Which we've reflected on earlier in these episodes. That Hamish must have a very hard time. And she, like, is reflecting on how this, how this must be... How she, he has had to watch tributes die year after year after year. Oh, so she's just Just now fucking realizing this. Yeah. And she finally understands how, like, how Hamish could be Hamish. Where he's at right now. Drunk and, like, hiding those things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been 25 years, so he's watched 50 kids go to their death. Yeah. Not including the ones he didn't uh, teach and the ones... No, no. Year after he's teaching. What? The year after he won, he was teaching. Yeah, I know. Okay. But inc- not including the ones he didn't teach, like the other ones oh, like in the arena. Up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then only the kids from his district. And then the people in his district when he was growing up. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I just think that's a very interesting thing that she wouldn't have considered so early. But I guess when you're kind of like the staple drunkard around town, you're not really thinking what's got them to that point. Mm-hmm. So they start to eat again. Katniss is making the dishes. Pete is like the anthem plays, so Pete is outside watching it. She's like, Kat, she's like, there's, I'm sure nothing's happened. It's been raining this whole time. Blah blah blah. She's yeah. like, um, and you know, she's like, kind of talking, to, and he's like, Katniss, 
She's like, blah, 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 cat. And he's like, Katniss, Thresh is dead. And she's like, what? He's like, Thresh is dead. And the, he's like, the cannon must have fired during the thunder at some point. Yeah. And she's like, really upset. But she's trying not to show because, like I said, she doesn't want to show too much camaraderie with these other victims in mm-hmm. the Hunger Games. But she realizes that she is mad at Thresh's murder. Which is the first time she's thought of it as a murder. Yeah. Which I think is interesting, too. Kind of, You can kind of see her transitioning from, like, wanting to survive to recognizing the capital's a piece of shit. Yeah. And then this is when you realize that it's not just the murder. It's the st- st- systemic issues mm-hmm. behind the murder. And then you realize that you should Google 40% of all facts. Oh, my facts. God. Okay. So Peta is scared because now that Thresh is dead, Cato is obviously after him. Yeah. Or them, I should say. And Katniss is like, I'll know I know he's gonna be injured because Thresh wouldn't have given up without a fight. Yeah. And they've made it into the final four. Mm-hmm. So I'm just if you're Hamish, think about how fucking awesome he's doing because he got the game makers to change the rules to allow two tributes to go home. Yep. And he got his two tributes for the first time in fucking, let's say, 25 years, probably, honestly. Yeah. He got them to the final four. Yeah. And I'm going to say that's honestly honestly PETA. Because mm-hmm. PETA's the one who came up with the Starcross lovers angle. Yeah. Not Hamish. And I think that's a really... He's the one who's kept a level head throughout all of this. Completely. And I'm sure PETA had before thought... Wow, it must be really hard for Hamish to watch all these kids die every year. Yeah. So, anyways, I just want to give both of them props for that. Katniss has done fucking nothing. Yeah. He probably figured it out in the crowd, like, one year before any of this. Literally. He was like, if I get picked, wouldn't it be good to do this? No, no, the Hamish thing. Oh, yeah, the Hamish thing. Wow, he's probably super drunk because he's watched kids die for the last 25 years or whatever. That would be pretty fucking sick. Yeah. (laughs) I would not like that. Um, but Katniss takes some time to think takes some time to think about how it's only probably been a month since she's been gone from mm-hmm. her house and how she might actually this is the first time she's thought about how she might actually make it home. Yeah. She's going to have a house in the Victor's village. Prim and her mom could be happy and she's going to have all this weird newfound freedom. Yeah. And she's going to blame her mom for stupid ass depression. <laughs> You're so lazy, mom. But she also thinks about how she's not going to have kids because then her names, their names would go into the reaping bowls and she would never risk that. Yeah. And also she kind of thinks like there must be some sort of statistical anomaly because Victor's kids do tend to end up in the bowl mm-hmm. more than it seems like they should. Yeah. Um, interesting. Duh. And it's the morning. It's no longer raining. They get ready to hunt. And, you know, they're studying, starting to trek to find some food. They walk, like, four fucking hours. But Peta is so goddamn loud on the ground. And Katniss is trying crunch, not to crunch, flip her crunch. shit. Because, again, he's not only injured, but he's never been in the woods. And yeah. walking in the woods, and I've been in the woods a lot as a kid, it's really hard to not make sound when mm-hmm. you walk. Yep. Um, so she's getting frustrated, but not, like, showing it as much. And he can tell, but he's, like... He's funny, like, hey, maybe we should separate for a bit. And she's like, she's like trying to keep him safe. She's Use like, you as bait. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was that. like, she's like, why don't we put you at the top of the tree and you can be the lookout? And he's like, Katniss, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but, you know, she ends up hunting, getting some rabbits and squirrels, and they have like this communication method, like they whistle back and forth for a little bit. 
And she realizes PETA hasn't whistled in a minute. And she fucking freaks out. She's running back to the home base, terrified. <laughs> that's her. That's that's kind of <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she sees some berries, but not PETA. And she's like, PETA, PETA! And he's like, pops out from behind a couple of bushes. He's like, I'm right fucking here. That's all. She's fucking pissed <laughs> she's like what the fuck like when we have when we have a discussion like this when we have a, a group like you have to fucking signal and he's like calm down calm down like i see your point Damn. and but she just realized she wants to be mad for like other reasons <laughs> so yeah. she's like and you ate without me she's like you ate the cheese i can tell the cheese is gone he's like i seriously didn't eat the cheese and she's like and then she's like just mad she looks at these berries and she's like shit she's like these are death berries yeah and basically you know they're called nightlock and you'll be dead within a minute and she remembers this and just as the cannon fires she like turns thinking Peta's gonna drop dead but it's not and they hear okay cats we're having a little kitty cat issue what are they doing they're just playing bastards (laughs) (laughs) um but they hear the hovercraft and they can kind of see that it's it's close to them. Yeah. And it's picking up Foxface's emaciated body. Ooh. So Peter freaks out. He's like, get up the tree. He's thinking Kato killed her. Yeah. And like Kato's near. But she's like, it's not your kill. It's your kill, not Kato's. And he's like, what the fuck? And she's like, the berries. And then in chapter 24, he explains it to Peter. And he thinks it's not fair that he outfoxed her on accident. Does that make sense? Like, it's not fair that an accident killed her. Whatever. Well, he's got morals in this. And He didn't really kill her. (laughs) Yeah, well, the Capitol did. But, you know, Katniss is also thinking that if they had intentionally set that trap, there's no way she would have known. It was PETA's complete oblivion to the danger of the berries that allowed her to do that. Yeah. What a dumbass way to die as a final four. Isn't that so sad, though? Like... Yeah. And that means she had been trailing them for a long time, yeah. probably. Looking for a way in, looking for... Because remember, she was sneaking and grabbing the food off the um, pile that the careers had. Mm-hmm. So that sucks. Um, but Katniss is like, we should save a couple of these just in case to trick Kato. Like, maybe we can drop them when we're running and he'll eat them because he's starving. But they know they have to leave because Kato's obviously going to be on his way. But they're like, let's just cook first. Because you know how making a fire is what? <laughs> they're up a tree. And Kato's like, calm down, I'm going to kill you. And it's like, uh, will you let us go if we give you some berries? <laughs> I say we let him go. <laughs> um, they cook. And this is where Katniss learns that Peter's pretty good at making a fire. Which is not relevant again for the rest of the books. Oh, cool. They disagree on where they're going to spend the night, but eventually Katniss succumbs to Peter's request to go back to the cave, even though it's a few hours worth of walking. He's a little cave boy. A little cave boy. At, um, at night, Foxface's picture is in the sky, and all Katniss can think is that she was super smart, and it really sucks that she died that way. And the that, dumbest way possible. Literally. Getting this fall, months bear, into month, the game. Well, a month, but yeah. Yeah. They've been in the arena like two weeks. Yeah. It feels like a really long time, or that it should be a really long time. But you also have to remember that the capital people probably have the attention span uh, of a good small goldfish. Yeah, goldfish. I said goldfish. I mean, how how soon after the Olympics start do you stop watching? I don't think I've watched the Olympics. Yeah, in the last three years. Yeah, when do they? Every four years. Yeah. Are we having the Olympics this year or next year? No fucking clue. Is it every four years or every two years? Every two years because they're winter and summer. But they happen every four years. What? 
So the individual, so the Summer Olympics happens every four years. Mm-hmm. But halfway through those four years, the Winter Olympics happen. That's dumb. Don't they have winter sports games in the Summer Olympics? No. Why? Because white people wanted their own thing, apparently. Okay. Um, at night, Fox faces pictures in the sky, and all Katniss can think is, damn, that sucks. Yeah. And that cat, Kato's the one that they have to beat next. And they wake up, and they both just have the feeling that today's the day that it's going to end. Something is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. They pack, and they just, like, eat all the food. This what? is a season finale. <laughs> yeah, this, and this season on Love Island. <laughs> I would watch a Love Island, but the Murder Dome? Yeah, mur- Love Island, Love Murder Dome. <laughs> yeah, so somebody do something like that. But, like, don't, they're not going to kill it. Like, don't do the killing part, but, like, maybe something fun. Yeah. Like, if you had, like, a little, if everybody had a knife and they could, like, kill, air quotes, someone... Like Survivor, but Love Island. Yeah. Which. That's I, Naked and Afraid shit. We just I, made Naked and Afraid. Did we? Yeah. I think I'd be really good at Survivor. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be as good as Naked and Afraid because I'm very freaked out by my own body. But yeah. I don't know if it's my hubris, but I really do think I'd be good at Survivor. I don't want my dong anywhere near trees and branches. <laughs> really? That's what this episode should be titled. I don't want my dog near trees. <laughs> Okay, let's keep going. Um, They eat a lot of the food, and as they head out to, like, follow the stream that takes them, you know, around, they realize it's been completely dried. Like, the game makers were like, you're done. (laughs) No more water. And it's gone. So they're like, oh, shit, the game makers want us to go to the lake. Mm -hmm. So they're like, what should we do? Should we, like, pretend? They're like, let's just fucking go. Let's just go where we want to end it. We just want to be done. Wait, do you think they use the same dome every time? No. No? So they don't change what's in the dome. They build a completely Just different, separate, dome. different dome. Yeah. Because So they build a Truman level dome mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them are like years in the making. Like the quarter quell ones are years in the making. Okay. Which is interesting because after each games the domes the hunger mm. the murder domes become tourist attractions yeah so rich capital folks can go and like yeah play hunger games which if you think about it i can picture kids in the park playing <laughs> yeah but, i mean remember minecraft hunger games no i don't yeah people would, i wasn't playing minecraft back then yeah when the minecraft when when the minecraft movies came out i would play uh, can we play minecraft hunger games oh my god can we really I bet. I bet there's still a server out there. No. You know what? Here's what we do. If we get a Patreon going. Yeah. We get, if we reach a certain number for all our, you know, X up, X and up members, we play a fucking Hunger Games Minecraft. Can we so literally If we get that? 24 uh, top tier. <laughs> yeah. If we reach 24, like, let's say, sub, how, what's a good amount of money? I don't uh, know. 10. 50. dollars 50? Yeah. That's a lot. If we get 24... A month? $50 a month, Patreon listeners, when we start a Patreon, we'll do a Hunger Games-style Minecraft server. so much server. money. I feel like I'm scamming people if it's $50 a month. But that's how podcasters make money. Oh. We want to make money off this, right? You do, because you don't want to um, work. I like to work. Capitalisms. You just want it to be free? We can do that, but we do need to make some money. So do you just want to do really low tiers? 
I mean, like ten dollars a month is more than. Maybe enough. we shouldn't have a discussion about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's read. Hey, leave, keep reading leave, the book. Leave down in the in the in the comments. How much do you think our Patreon should be? <laughs> Zero dollars, and we only have five listeners. So hell yeah. Um, they stop under the tree where the careers had trapped her, and she can see the husk of the tracker jacker nest, and that like triggers her to remember Glimmer's fucking bloated nasty body. And she freaks out, and she's like, "Let's fucking go." And she can tell the game makers are like fucking with the heat because it's super, super hot out. And they're like, "God, I hope Kato comes soon so we don't have to fight him in the night." And the game maker said, "Bet nighttime now." She starts singing the Mockingjays, and you know they just go back and forth until one of the bird lets out a warning sound, and they like they know it's happening because Kato's smashing through the trees, and he pops out into like the the valley, and his hands are empty, and he's coming straight for them. She like pulls an arrow and hits him in the chest, but it bounces off. She's like, he's wearing body armor, and then he pushes right past them, and they're like, what? What? And they're, like, they're both kind of like, yo, what the fuck? And she can, as he passes, like, he's, she sees his face. And he can she can see that he's been running for a long time. Very hard. Like, yeah. he is sweating. His face is purple. He has been running for a long time. Yeah. He's running for his life. Yeah. And she's like, what? And that's when she sees a creature jump out of the woods, standing on, like, jump oh, on its forepaws, stand up on its hind paws, and then another half doesn't follow it. And she goes... Um, I'm gonna follow him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's he all she seems can like think. he has a good he idea a good of idea. what's going on. She's like, all I can think is I'm saving myself in this yeah. point, which I get. So I'm gonna say, hey tra- dogs, would you like a berry? <laughs> a berry. So I'm gonna say, kind of trigger warning for this next little bit. If you've seen the movies, you, you know get, what's up. But it's worse. Yeah. Because they kind of like. I feel like that's how books are, though. <laughs> we were talking. If you've seen the movie. This. It's worse. Well, Justin and I were talking about this recently, because I, I, again, listened to all of these, like, yeah. back to back to back, and they're fucking really good. And the movies are really good, too, mm-hmm. but they don't do them, like, they kind of skip out some of the worst parts of the book, and it's like, wait, no, you let me read that when I was in uh, seventh grade. I was yeah, in yeah. seventh grade, I read this in school. Yeah. And they chopped out some of the worst parts in the movies. Yeah. How is that fair? It's like, they make it PG-13 by chopping out these parts, because it would be R-rated. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, actually, this is your English homework. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> let's think about that. So we jump into chapter 25 here. These are clearly mutations. They look like wolves, but in a creepy humanoid way, because they've been landing on, like I said, they land, but then hop onto their hind legs. They wave the other wolf things forward with their paw, like they have a wrist or a hand. And she's like, that's fucking freaky. And I hate that. I know. I hate, so they don't show yeah. that. In the, they look like um, large pit bull wolves, wolves in the movie. Oh, in Elden Rings? <laughs> um, they... Piece tarnish. You're a tarnish in the game. Oh, okay. But uh, they piece them together into these like crazy fucking spider things. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I saw you fighting one of those. Yeah, it's creepy as shit. I just had to stop because I was worried I was going to get nightmares. Yeah. Which is funny because again, I'm thinking of starting That's what mutations should be. Mutations. (laughs) Okay. So Kato's heading towards the cornucopia and he gets up there. And she, uh, the cornucopia is pretty, pretty tall, but she's also thinking as she climbs, like, it's so hot. It's, like, gold hot. And it, like, she's like, it's going to burn my hands. Yeah, it's, like, radiating heat. Yeah. Because, again, it was, like, fucking blistering yeah. during the day. And as she gets there, she remembers Peta, who's behind her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And she climbs up to the cornucopia. He's like, go up there. He's like, don't, like, go. And she sees Kato, who's just, like, laying down, going, <gasps> he's just zooted yeah. for a minute. And she wants to immediately kill him, but PETA is priority number one. So she starts shooting at the muta- mutations. Kill, kill him, it's over. I know. Kill him, and it's over. But PETA's safety is her number one, and he's climbing up, and she can see one of them jump, and she can see that they have four-inch razor-sharp razor claws. Damn, which, think dude. about that for a minute. Most, like, pocket knives are, what, two inches? Yeah. So think double that on your on your paw. I think Ohio has a legal max of three and a half for folding knives. Yeah. So that's five on each paw. And again, picture that, because cats have, what, two millimeter long claws? Yeah. So picture the size of something with four inch yeah. long claws that's really that's massive <laughs> it's like polar bear size that is so that's more than you need really really so like i think a smaller one would be better and it has a better personality really <laughs> yeah why would you even need four inches yeah. like you if you can just get the job done in what one to two inches <laughs> yeah why would you need that much it's kind of painful really <laughs> oh god um the mutts luckily don't seem to be able to climb the cornucopia, and this gives Katniss time to, like, look at them, and she can see that they're all different coat colors, which, again, is something the movie doesn't show. Yeah. So she can see that some have, like, dark straight fur, while some have, like, curly blonde fur. The, She's, like, freaked yeah. out that the description she comes up with is blonde. Go ahead. What were you yeah, gonna say? I feel like the movies, they were just, like, they shaky dogs. camera hellhound. It was the most poorly done part of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. The CGI wasn't great. It was like... It was like an afterthought. Which is unfortunate, because, like, listen as this keeps going, and how fucking traumatizing this would be. Yeah. So, again, they're organizing in an oddly human way, and they start to jump. And the first one does, she's able to see its eyes. They are not canine eyes. Cool. They are clearly human. Green eyes. And then she notices the collar that has a number one on it. And then she realizes that that creepy wolf mutt is Glimmer. Oh my god. And she's like, holy shit. She screams. She starts shaking. Peter's like, what is wrong with you? But she's too busy realizing who they are. She's like, I see Foxface. I see the boy who died from nine when I was getting the backpack. I see Rue. Yeah. And she tells Peta, who immediately is upset, and he's like, do you think those are their real eyes? And then this sends her into a little bit of a spiral of, are these bodies going home without eyes? Yeah. Are these bodies going home? How fucking weird is that? Like, are they just sending mannequins home? Yeah. And that's something they don't really have in the book. Yeah. Or the movie at all, but is the most, like, freaky fucking thing. Yeah, because there's CGI hellhounds. Again, too bad for movie, good for English class. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I? So the mutts start a new method of getting up, and if Peta is grabbed, his yeah. leg is grabbed, and she fights off the mutt. She she stabs it, but when she pops back up, she like pulls Kato, and she kind of top or she pulls Peta. She kind of falls down it a little bit, and then when she pops back up, Kato's got Peta in a headlock, cutting off his oxygen. Mm. And she knows she has to kill him, but she's only got two arrows left and he's wearing body armor. Run up and stab him in the eye. Well, slowly, Peta marks an X on Kato's hand and she he's turning purple. She shoots and Peta pushes Kato off into the mutts. Yeah. And again, it differs a little bit from the movie here. Yeah. Um, this is not the climax. The mutts are upon him, ripping off what they can of him because he's got a full suit of body armor. Yeah. Um, 
There's still no canon, and he's alive for all of this. Cool. They sit for a long time. Um, again, this started, like, right when it hit night. Yeah. Again, you're, you you don't just die when your heart stops. Mm-mm. Your brain is still in there doing stuff until it runs out of oxygen and calories. Yeah. And Peta's leg is, ble- is bleeding really, really badly. And she realizes she has to create a tourniquet. And if you don't know about tourniquets, they are essential for saving the human body. It's life or limb. But you are most likely going to lose your limb. And Katniss is having this thought. Yeah. She's like, I, he's going to die if I don't tourniquet this. But if I tourniquet this, he will most likely lose his leg. Yeah. So that's just like a general yeah. doctor thing, I guess, is that tourniquets are life or limb. They're if not used not, fancy. Yeah, if you're not trained in tourniquet, do not tourniquet. No, and I think she feels comfortable doing this because her mom is a healer. Mm-hmm. She's seeing it. She knows it's life or limb. But you Especially know, she, if, if where is he cut? On his thigh? I think it's his lower leg thigh okay. area. That'd be better because, like... It's still not good. It's still not good. No. I thought it was, like, upper thigh had to, like, tie off right. God, that would suck. Yeah. They never really um, specify the portioning of leg. Yeah. But... She uses her last arrow to create the tourniquet on his leg. Mm. I don't really know how. I don't get it. Well, you can, if you use a yeah, string and, twist and it. then twist it with so a stick. So that's what she does. Yeah. And then it's nighttime. And then stab it into his <laughs> leg. Stab so him really fucking there. hard. They can still hear Kato muttering and whimpering at night. Yeah. And the wolves are still on him. Just mawing. Fucking mawing what they can. And, you know, she's like, son of a bitch. And they both, like, just end it. So she pulls her last arrow out of Peta's tourniquet and shoots him. And the cannon fires. His description at this point is bloody pulp. Cool. What parts of him are our bloody pulps? And they're, his parents are watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This whole thing. They have to watch. They cannot not watch. Yeah. Or they will be put to death. Yeah. So cool. Um... The mutts disappear, but then nothing happens. There's no hovercraft. They're like, maybe we need to move away from the body so they can collect the body. Yeah. Um, Pete is still bleeding profusely mm-hmm. um, because now his tourniquet has been removed. Yeah. Which, again, if you are using a tourniquet, don't just take it off. But I get that she had to kill P- uh, kill yeah. Kato. I get this. Um, they settle by the lake. And, uh, you know. Pro- that was probably a good move for him keeping his leg. Not li- not living, but keeping his leg. <laughs> Taking it off. Keeping the body whole. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But you will be dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, then Claudius, Claudius Templesmith's voice comes on and he says, the previous rule change has been revoked. There can only be one victor. So Peter gets up, pulls a knife from his belt. Katniss draws an arrow right as a, at his heart, but then he throws the knife. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> she's like ashamed of what she just did. Yeah. But it is still life and life or death for her. I get yeah. it. But she starts throwing, like putting it down. He's like, no, no, kill me. Yeah. He's like, kill me. And she's like, I fucking won't. The, if you wanted her to kill you, you should have pretended to attack her. Yeah. That's the only would've. way that would have, that would have happened. But he can't move fast. Yeah. Um. So his, because she won't. He rips the bandage off her his leg. Yeah. He's going to commit a suicide. He's going He's going to commit it on a life. What is the uh number? 911988. That's the police number. And she's like on her knees trying to put it back around him trying to staunch the, 
bleeding. But yeah. he's like, no, please, I want to die. If yeah. there has to be a victory. Like, it's a super intimate, sad moment that yeah. I can't imagine watching that. Again, not in the movies. No. And it, it very much shows how much Peter does love her. Yeah. I think they did okay in the movie. I also want to say... In the movies, they seem like buds. Yeah, in the movies, they just seem like vibing. Yeah. But I also think that the... Uh, who's... I can't... Josh Hutcherson, who plays PETA in the movies... Cool dude. He, he's super cool, but he's sh- a regular height. He's 5'8". Yeah. I imagine PETA more like a six-foot big... Like, yeah, kind of yeah. like you, where he's, like, not intimidating. Where I'm so strong and tough and big and hot. No, that's not what I said. Um... <laughs> And this is where Katniss has her idea. She pulls out the Nightlock berries, and she's he's like, "Fuck no, don't do that!" And he, she's like, "Like, go with it." She get she gives him, you know, they do the Nightlock thing. She's like, her thought is, if they have to have a victor, maybe the thought of not having one at all will make them reconsider. Mm-hmm. Which it does. They put the berries in their mouth, and just as they hit their lips, Claudius Templesmith goes, Oh, you guys are the victors! <laughs> you won! Uh... And they're like, they're like, fuck! <laughs> Spitting the berries <laughs> out, drinking. And, you know, neither of them die, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I they, get... they got the fucking shits, though, bud. <laughs> yeah. They get in the hovercraft, and she's not letting go of him the whole time. Like, they get up there and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then doctors take him away. And when they get inside, she starts to lunge for the door, seeing the doctor as a threat. But she's taken away. They're separated. Also, the only people she's seen for a month have been trying to kill her. I 100%. Yeah. They're like, they don't even try to, like, desensitize her. They're like, to be fair, they do need to save PETA. Yeah. But I would also see them as a threat. Yeah. Um, so she's just kind of, like, sitting in an area. She can see through the glass them yeah. working on PETA. Yeah. And she can see... She can. She thinks that his heart stops twice based on, like, the doctors. Mm-hmm. Which probably, probably with the amount of blood loss he has, yeah. there might have been some cardiac arrest in that surgery. And she also recognizes the look on their faces that they can't win, but they don't leave. And she remembers that same look on her mom's face. And when her mom can't win, she is no longer she doesn't work on the patient. And she lets them pass. Yeah, she's like, why won't they leave? Because he just came out of the arena. That he can't die now. Literally, like it would be an embarrassment to the capital. Yeah. If they let them both win and then Peter died on the way there, embarrassing. Yeah. All of Embar- them are dead. Their families are dead. Everybody their family knows is Literally. dead. And it's already so embarrassing that Katniss won this. Yeah. That Peter would die. Actually, that would be really fucking funny. I would read that um, parallel book. Yeah. Where Peter dies on the hovercraft home. Yeah. That would be interesting. Because fucking Katniss could play politics at that point. Mm. She's not very good at politics. Yeah, yeah but still. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. They land. She's given a shot. And when she wakes up in a room, she just has a bed. No windows, no doors, nothing. She's naked. She's cleaned. She can see her scars are lighter. And she ruffles her hair. And can, she realizes she can hear out of her left ear again. They took some body parts from the other other people. And right? What? They didn't fix need them her anymore. Up. Yeah. Um, she's confined to a bed by, like, a band which makes her panic. And then the red, the same red-headed Avox woman comes in. And she's like, did Peter make it? And she gets a yes. Peter did make it. 
She is barely able to finish the small meal of broth and applesauce, which is just makes me want to throw up the idea of having soup and applesauce at the same time. Yeah. I love soup. I love applesauce separately. Not separate, a good combo. Yeah. Those are separate day activities. I, I need like a full three days in between yeah. eating applesauce and soup. Um, she starts thinking about like the that's, time. That's why she was having a hard time eating it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> soup and applesauce. <laughs> Uh, I'm not touching that. I'll get new <laughs> cooties. <laughs> um, she starts panicking and she gets drugged through her IV. And then the next couple of days becomes a like blur. Yeah. She comes around again and like she falls back asleep after panicking. Comes around, falls back, eats, blah blah blah, all that. Yeah. And they're probably trying to do this as fast as possible. Yeah. Too. I mean, it's like it's gotta like be quick. Every day that the contestants don't show up, embarrassing. Yeah. The two contestants, embarrassing. Yeah. She comes around again for the last time, and she can see that she's free to move around. She's... Do you think that's picking up? No. <laughs> she's dressed in the same outfit she went into the arena in, which immediately starts a panic attack. Which, oh, hell yeah. Duh. But, you know, she she's able to leave now. She's yeah. able to open the door, so she starts looking around, and she searches for Peta. She's like, Peta, Peta. And the voice that doesn't that responds is not his, but it is Effie's. And she's ecstatic. She starts tearing up, running towards Hamish, Sinna, and Effie. And she surprises everybody by rushing into Hamish first to give a hug. And everyone's yeah. kind of like, and she's even like, yo, what the fuck did I do? Hamish first? Weird. But, but Effie is like tearing up. She's like, I told everybody you were pearls. Which like, Effie, like. Yeah. She asks about PETA, but Hamish says, like, he is alive. They just wanted to run your reunion live on air, which is so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> she and get... totally in line. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she... She shouldn't even have wondered that. Also, in the movies, they don't focus on her prep team as much, but I think her prep team is a really important part of That's this. the reason she won. Yeah. Well, if not was... Cinna, but her other prep team, Flavius, Octavia, and Venia. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they just are a very much more significant part of this. And I think they're also important because they are capital people who care very strongly about Katniss. Yeah. But still are pro-capital. Yeah. And know that it's wrong for Katniss to be doing this. Yeah. So I think that's just an important dichotomy that yeah. completely left in the movies. Yeah. gone. So, where am I? She has the prep team taking care of her, and they're happy to see her. And she's happy to see them, but more in a way like they're good pets or something. Which is fucked up, but I can I good get dog. it. Um, Flavius is like, you got the full body polish. You're so lucky. Like, all your scars are gone. Look. And she gets frustrated with them because when they're talking about the games, all they can say is, like, where they were when things were happening. Oh, I was at the market when this happened. Or I was over there when this death happened. And she's like... Bruh, people died. Yeah. Um, people I knew died. People I knew were fucking dead. Yeah. It's like coming back from a war zone, and it's completely 100% televised. Yeah. It's like, what? Oh, I was here when, like, you had to kill this person. It's like, I was in a war. I was in a war. Cool. Thank you for watching, I guess. Yeah. But, Sin, <laughs> what? Be sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> Cinna dresses her up in a dress that contains pouting, padding around her breasts and hips. 
And she's like, yo, what the fuck? And he's like, they wanted to do it surgically, but Hamish fought tooth and nail to make sure they wouldn't. Yeah. I'm like, good for Hamish. Like, yeah. throwing his power around. He just got mm-hmm. two victors out. Yeah. She looks in the mirror and the dress, which she just is wearing, like, a yellow fucking sundress in this scene in the movie. But it's, like, yeah. supposed to be shimmering candlelight so that when she moves, it shimmers like candlelight. Oh, that's I'm fun. like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> And she looks that she's dressed more like a young girl than she has been previously during the games. She's like, what's going on? And she she also takes this moment to realize that the games are not over. That's yeah. some, like, Sinna's hiding something, Hamish is hiding something. They're never going to be over. Takes her a fucking long time to notice oh that. <laughs> but, like, you've met Hamish, right? <laughs> like, they're, it's never but over. But Hamish just drunk for no reason. Oh, Hamish drunk for no reason. <laughs> Um, they're on air. The crowd goes ape shit, and you know Hamish comes up. At, he like they talk, or before they get on air, Hamish comes up and he's like, "Come in for a hug, sweetheart." And he's like in her hair, kind of, you know, like when you hug somebody and you turn in and you can't see their mouths. Mm-hmm. That's how he is, and he's like, "You're in trouble. The capital is furious that you've done this. Your only defense is to be so madly that you were so madly in love that you could not be responsible for your actions." And she's like, "Did you tell Peter that?" He's like, no, Peter doesn't need this. He's already there. Yeah. And I'm like, Hamish is such a good guy, honestly. Like yeah. a good planner. A very and he's fucking almost blackout drunk for most of this. Yeah. A functioning alcoholic. <laughs> Barely, but still. Um she's upset because she was supposed to be saved for the rest of her life winning this, but obviously she's not, and now her family's in danger. Also PETA, and she's like, I don't even know if I'm in love with him or like what or if he knows the danger, and she's like, the most dangerous part of the Hunger Games is about to begin. But that's not the end of the book. We have one more chapter. Chapter twenty seven, the anthem booms, and she's worried that Flicker Caesar Flickerman will not understand the assignment. <laughs> but he always does. And Effie is, inter- you know, the prep teams are introduced, everybody's introduced, and I lost my place in my notes. And I'm back. And um, Katniss is feeling confident because even though she's a little wonky, she's always had pretty good instincts. And, you know, finally it's their turn. She runs into Peta's arm, almost knocking him over. He's got really poor balance. Is it the blood loss and the surgery? <laughs> Probably. They kiss, and she all she can think is how much danger they must be in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Caesar... They got snipers on them. <laughs> Caesar Flickerman brings things around, and, you know, she's, like, work on showing that she's in love with him. She, like, tucks her feet under her, you know, just, like, looking that she's really comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. And the next three hours are a show that relive the games. Cool. <laughs> so immediately... And it's probably been three days to a week of them being in... A drug coma, basically. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, they have to watch the other 22 tributes die. And she realizes upon this reflection that she looks heartless compared to Peta. (laughs) She looks like an asshole. Yeah. But then it picks up after um, the announcement that there can be two winners. Which, like, she wouldn't have even wanted to consider that she could win. They could both win. Mm -hmm. Um... Then President Snow puts a crown on their heads, and while he does that, she can tell that Peta is not the one he blames. It's her that he blames for this. Yeah. Um. There's a little bit more. Well, I mean, Peta was going to kill himself. Yeah, Peta was like, all right. 
Um, they go to a banquet bed, and Hamish is running interference and won't let them be alone together. Yeah. And she even tries to leave, like, her room at night, but it's locked. And she's like, who the fuck is trapping me? Yeah. Um, they have another, like, more private interview with Caesar, Peta, and her, but they still don't get time alone. And Caesar's like, at what point did you realize you were falling in love when she's like, I don't know. Caesar's like, it was when you screamed your name um, when they announced that there could be two. She's like, yeah, that was great. That was fucking same here yeah you took the words out my mouth in the past right and then caesar's like oh with all those injuries Peter, i'm just wondering how you're doing with that new leg and katniss goes <laughs> what <laughs> new what and um yeah Peter had his leg amputated so something that doesn't get addressed in the books at all one single bit is that Peter is an amputee yeah which Wait, he has, like, a robot leg? Yeah, he has a robot leg. Okay. They gave him um, a metal and plastic leg. They don't say where, but since it's saying leg, I'm thinking it's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, either way. I bet it's mid-thigh up. Mid-thigh down. It just... Mid-thigh up. Amputee. (laughs) It's very... It's rare to have an under... Or, yeah, an under-the-knee amputation. So, it's probably mid-thigh. Um... She breaks into tears because she thinks it's her fault because she used the tourniquet. And both in this interview, Caesar and Peter are like, no, you're the reason Peter's alive. She's like, I fucking made you lose your leg. <laughs> and they're both like, no, you're the reason he's alive. Yeah. Good ratings. Yeah. So that probably looked really good. Um, They switch to, you know, why she pulled out the berries and she, like, gives her a little bit. I can't live without Peeba. Well, Hamish, like, gives her, like, a little nod, like, that was the, that was a good answer. Um, And then they leave. She gets her Mockingjay pin and it's time to go. She's on the train. Effie's coming with them for some reason. She's like, why the fuck is Effie coming with us? Oh my god, I just thought of something. What? You think when they do, like, the parks afterwards... Where that like people can go in and explore. Mm-hmm. Do you think they have like statues of the dead bodies? No, but they do reenactments. Oh, of famous murders. Cool. Yeah. So the bees are definitely gonna be. I would say probably Cato and Thresh's yeah. battle probably. Yeah. Anyways, she's really excited to see her family and stuff. They. This is also something it's they don't show in the movies is that the train stops for gas. You know, so they're able to get out and walk around. Gas train. Which is, you're like, that's dumb, but this is a moment where they get to talk without the capital staring at them. Yeah. So her and Peter go for a walk. And as, you know, they're walking around, Hamish comes out and he's like, this is great, guys. You're doing great. Once the cameras are gone, you guys should should be great and you can go back. You've done a great job. And he just heads back in. And Peter's like, what does he mean? And she's like, low down. We fucked up. Uh, the capital wants to kill us, and I've been faking it. And Peter goes, you've been faking it. Cool. And she's like, she feels bad. Like, it wasn't all for the games. Like, she yeah. says, she's like, I I can't even tell you what my emotions are right now because I was trying to survive. I do think I kind of like you. The closer we get to home and the closer we get to Gale, the more confused I am. Yeah. Which, completely relevant. Every single emotion she's having is completely relevant. Yeah. But just, like, so interesting. Because in the movies, they just kind of show her standoffish towards Peta. Yeah. But she does have feelings for him. Mm. She's just confused because the whole time she was having feelings for him... She was She was getting in PTSD. the murder dome, yeah. She, she was actively in the 
tea of (laughs) yeah so you know he's just drops her hand and he's just like goes very cold and he goes just let me know when you work it out which is a pretty appropriate response he's a teen the most mature you could be about it yeah i think he's a little bit hard on her but like i do get it yeah and this is when she's like we were like interior interior thoughts internal both of the same interior (laughs) she's like he's not being fair we were literally strangers when they when we met like gail is also strange to me i think i like him like i I haven't even i am a child and she's like even so she also has this internal feeling that she doesn't want to be with anybody because she knows damn good and well that she won't marry and she won't have kids yeah and you know based on their little i guess where they live well just like how they live as a society she knows that is something she is taking away from them possibly society society but she knows that it's like you know you she knows Gail and Peter would want kids. Mm-hmm. She damn good and well wouldn't. But she also knows that she misses Peter already. So she's mm-hmm. very confused. Yeah. And I, again, I don't think they do a good job in the movies. They're just kind of like, no. and then Candace hated Peter. And it's like, I think there's a little bit more going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, as their little train station comes around, it's their homecoming. And Peter's like, very hollow. What? Was that a yawn or a sneeze? That was a yawn. Okay, it was very quiet. Yeah. I was... wouldn't have noticed it if you didn't look like you were literally in pain. Yeah, well, I was trying to do a good job for the podcast. You did a great my... job for yeah, the yeah. podcast. Yeah, but then you pointed well, it Justin, out. Justin, I just have one more sentence, so if you could shut the fuck up. Oh, okay. okay. Thanks. I love you. It's their homecoming. Peta asks her very hollow- hollowly, putting his, her hand, his hand out. She's like, one more time for the camera. She's like, all she can think is that she dreads the fact that she has to let go. Mm-hmm. And that's how the first book ends. Cool. What'd you think? Better than Twilight. Well, yeah. Better than uh, Warrior Cats, too. Nah. <laughs> Warrior Cats is Cats Hunger Games. <laughs> what? Warrior Cats is Cat is Cat Hunger Games. Oh, God. I do really want to play that Minecraft Hunger Games thing, though. Oh, yeah? I, if that had been, if I had been into Minecraft when that was first coming out, I think I would have been really good at it. Would have been a gamer? Yeah. So, that was the first book. Do you have any comments about it? Anything that you loved the most? <sighs> those freaking dogs, dude. Yeah. They're my dogs. They're your puppies. Put those dogs away. <laughs> put those dogs away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to start catching fire next week. Right now. Go. No, because I have to get my mom to record the part where we made her cry. Yeah, if you tune in next week, we're going to start off the podcast with how me and my two younger sisters made my mom cry when we went to see Catching Fire Radical. theaters. Um, follow us on the TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Reading Held Hostage. Um, Except for... Twitter, which is Reading Hostage, but we hate Twitter now. Yeah. Follow us on the YouTubes. We're thinking... Ring that freaking bell. If we get enough, you know, views and eventually start a Patreon one day, we'll do face video episodes. I don't want to edit is the thing. I don't want to edit a video. So if someone today is like, I'll edit. We do them right now. Yeah. I bet I could edit. But I also think I could literally do anything. Yeah. It's the gay audacity. Well, it's the having a supportive mother audacity. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Um, shoot us an email. Let us know what you want us to read. Uh, reading Held Hostage, which I was thinking we were going to do Mad Max. I think we're going to do Divergent. 
I'm all over the place. Yeah, what are you? Okay. Take <laughs> I'm a breath. Over. <laughs> I was thinking we were going to do Maximum Ride. Yeah. I was going to start reading that after I finished Hunger Games, and I started off the audiobook, and it went. And I was like, okay, Divergence definitely next, and I will have to be fucking blasted out of my mind to read Max. Max. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at right now. Justin, do you have anything you want to add for this last little bit? Happy New Year. Oh yeah, Happy New Year, 2023. Better yourself in whatever ways you feel like you want to. 2023, more like 2020p. Justin, that's my Bim Bam's job. Did they decide on what this new year is yet? I don't know. Okay. Well, thank you folks for so much for listening to Reading Held Hostage. My name's Blue and I love to read. My name's Jesse. I'm yawning now. Wow. Embarrassing. God. I hope you have to edit this one really hard. Bye. You want to stop it? <laughs> yeah, why? Got pee pee butt?